0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to
2: whoop their.
1: Have you got Ramo yet? Yeah.
0: What's up, y'all? Wes Rucker coming to you here from Fort Rucker Studio here on an unseasonably warm November evening here in God's Own, Knoxville, Tennessee. Welcome on into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. we got a breaking news edition. I'm sure most of you have heard this by now, but uh, the college football rankings have come out, and Tennessee, uh, beyond not being in the top spot, obviously Tennessee is not in the top four. Tennessee is one spot out there in fifth. Got pipped by the uh, horny frogs down there uh, at TCU. And uh, we got a lot to discuss about that. It's been a really uh, newsy day here in Knoxville, and we kind of thought it would be got a got a top 100 basketball commitment for Tennessee got a got a big time really big offensive line commitment for Tennessee football there's been lots and lots of stuff going on but uh, I think the biggest news right now would be the new college football playoff rankings and to discuss that uh, let's go three wide on this edition we'll go on on, over to Ben McKee's house we'll also go uh, to the home decor center of Ryan Callahan get him fellas um I'm not going to say that I'm shocked about this news today, but uh, I, I am a little bit disappointed in the committee for a couple reasons that I'm sure we'll all discuss here in a little bit. But my first thought would be sort of—I don't know—is disappointment the right word? Surprise? I, I don't know. It, it's not—it's not the worst thing ever, but I—I I, I don't agree with what they've done here.
1: It's just stupid. It—it it doesn't make sense what they have done. And, and it's really nothing against TCU. Obviously, the talk uh, nationwide is is TCU over Tennessee and, and Oregon creeping up behind Tennessee at, at six. So you've got TCU at four, Tennessee at five, Oregon at six. That, that's the big conversation after Georgia obviously moves up to number one, Ohio State number two, Michigan number three. Everybody expected that. The question was, who was going to be four, five, and six? And it is TCU, Tennessee and Oregon, and I think TCU is deserving of the fourth spot. I think Oregon is deserving of the sixth spot, but Tennessee is better than TCU and Oregon, and Tennessee has better resumes than TCU and Oregon, and from the people that matter most when it comes to the college football playoffs, the the people who are supposed to do this for a living and, and spend all this time coming up with these rankings, they continue to put out, reasons as to why they they rank the teams the way that they do that just does not make sense their, their criteria changes from week to week their reasoning changes from week to week and there, there's really no greater example than than this one in particular citing uh, six wins for TCU against teams that are 500 or better when a Tennessee's overall opponent record is 50 and 31 the best in the country, or at least the best out of like the top fifteen, top twenty teams, Cole Kubik tweeted that stat out. Uh, but Tennessee's opponent record: fifty and thirty-one. TCU's forty-one and forty. So, not really sure why the committee and, and Boo Oregon the the chairman there for the committee, is, is citing six wins for TCU against teams that are five hundred or better when Tennessee has three wins over teams in, in this this week's edition of the College Football Playoff rankings and uh, the information that he cited, Tennessee is better in that department. And and he also mentioned how strong TCU was this past weekend in the second half a week after he dinged TCU for how they have performed in the first half all season long. But last Tuesday night, he, he diminished what TCU had done this year because of the amount of holes that they dug themselves in the first half and that they had too many come from behind victories and then fast forward a week he cites the fact that TCU performed well in the second half that it came back in the second half to win as to one of the reasons that that they are ranked ahead of Tennessee he was asked a, another uh, variation of the question of, of why they were ranked ahead of Tennessee and he cited what TCU quarterback Max Duggan has done which is really weird considering who the quarterback is for Tennessee yeah that that was that, he's in, that was weird in in the Heisman Uh, conversation so Ryan when you look at it it everything that I'm going to complain about tonight has nothing to do with TCU it it has everything to do with just the the logic that the committee is throwing out the the logic that Reese Davis is throwing out when again he's supposed to be one of these people that that knows everything in and out better than everybody and you got Joey Galloway Greg McElroy Uh, for curb street these people who are supposed to know the sport better than anybody in and out their their logic from week to week just makes no sense so again i really like tcu i think they're deserving of the fourth spot i would have had tennessee over tcu but again this isn't anything to do with tcu it's the fact that it's just just the logic behind ranking tcu ahead of tennessee just does not make sense
3: well i i'm I'm not as messed. I have a feeling I'm going to be in the minority uh, on this. in Ooh, reference. it sounds
0: in, like it. It sounds in, like it. In,
3: in relation to both this podcast and probably our audience, but I have personally no problem with the end result of what these rankings are. Um, what I th- what I would say to Tennessee fans tonight is, welcome to the discussion that you've had the pleasure of sitting out the past eight years because being involved in the college football playoff race is is a – it is a joy ride and it's also the worst roller coaster ride of your entire life if you're in Tennessee's current situation because the logic does tend to change from one week to the next Tennessee fans have just gotten to be um woefully ignorant of that because or or, or uh, joyfully ignorant of that I should say because um they, they don't have, they did not have to worry about it the past eight years but this is kind of what everybody's seen and, and what's angering about this process um you just don't know what they're going to say from one week to the next and it seems like they're always trying to reverse engineer the outcome yes, they're
0: yes 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 i agree with
3: that last last week it's like they were wanting to set it up for alabama to make the playoff and to potentially even be ranked high if they won out so they had alabama ahead of tcu this week tennessee which had the strongest resume in the country last week is you would think the top ranked one lost team right and alabama was the um, was ranked ahead of a, an unbeaten team last week in TCU. And this week, Tennessee, after having the strongest resume in the country last week, is not ranked ahead of that same TCU team the way Alabama was a week ago. So that that inconsistency is puzzling. But I will say this. I think the outcry if Tennessee had only fallen to number four would have been much worse nationally. I know we're in this sort of Tennessee bubble right now looking at it from Tennessee's perspective. I think nationally the outcry of Tennessee had only fallen to four it would have just been weeks of, here we go again, SEC bias. Tennessee's already set up to just win out and make the playoff. They don't even have to do anything or sweat it out a little bit. They're already in position to make it. Just take care of business and you're in. I think the committee thinks they're going to be bailed out of this and that it's going to take care of itself on the field, that TCU might even lose, but Michigan or Ohio State is obviously going to lose. I think they envisioned Tennessee getting in, I just don't think they wanted to give them what looked like an absolutely clear path to where there's essentially no way they can leave them out if they just keep taking care of business. So I think they, again, it feels to me like they're trying to reverse engineer the outcome uh, to, to, to the way it needs to be now so that it makes sense in early December, as opposed to them being consistent in their reasoning. And that to me has been the problem with the playoff committee from day one. It's just a, a committee that, changes its mind from one week to the next on what's most important because it's a subjective process, and that doesn't really mess me up. My bigger issue is with last week. I don't know why Alabama was ahead of TCU, frankly. I thought Alabama should have been behind TCU. But but once you've done
0: that, but once you've done that.
3: Yeah. But for these rankings individually, just in a vacuum, I have no problem with it. I think Tennessee's probably deserving of being five right now. I wouldn't have put them four over TCU. TCU's an undefeated team in a Power Five conference. Let's see if they can earn their way in there. If they if they finish the season undefeated, they probably deserve a shot. I don't know that they will, but if they if they finish the season undefeated, they probably deserve a shot. And it would be uh, there would be pretty good outcry to that if, if they didn't get an opportunity coming out of what's a pretty good Big Twelve this year. So I I think Tennessee is at a pretty good spot. It's still they still have a very manageable path to make the playoff from where they are now. But um, I just don't think they a wanted to deal with the blowback of Tennessee only falling to four and still being ranked ahead of an unbeaten team. And I do wonder if they let the style points factor in a little bit. You know, maybe they thought last week the justification could have been maybe hey, Alabama lost by essentially one play. They make a field goal at Tennessee, they win. They don't allow the touchdown or the field goal at the end of regulation. They could have won in overtime like that was a obviously a nail biter. Tennessee on the other hand got Fairly demolished, even though it was only a two a two touchdown Tennessee, margin in the end.
0: Tennessee had the ball at midfield with five minutes left and a chance to make it a one score game. That is not an absolute blowout. It is not. It is, it it is, is not. It is, it is, it is not it a is blowout.
3: Not, it is not what Oregon was. Uh, how Oregon was demolished by Georgia. Yes. I, I definitely yes. It is not the same
0: instances. thing it is. Davis,
3: I, I love Reese Davis and I think he's awesome, but I thought that was a baffling take from him. And as the, as the host and of people that started show, to
0: agree with him too, people started to agree yeah, with him. Like it, it was as the hmm. as the
3: host of that show. I, I don't love that either because that you, you got to think that's going to kind of start the, the discussion a little bit. And it does make me wonder though, my initial reaction to Saturday night, as, as you guys kind of discussed was, Hey, this, this actually sets up pretty well, like Tennessee lost, but, this was a pretty decent day overall for Tennessee when you factor in the Clemson and uh, and Alabama losses. Now I'm beginning to wonder, is there some scenario out there where Tennessee kind of gets backdoored out of the playoff? And I think we yes. maybe at least started to hear the the foundations of a possible yes, argument against yes, them if it yes. if it falls a certain way.
0: And, and I'll say that I have two major complaints with this. And, and I, they're, they've already sort of been alluded to, but – if you were to say last week that TCU's resume was not as good as Alabama's, then TCU gets has to kind of rally to get a home win over Texas Tech. Meh, and one and, and that right there completely tilts the skill the the scales to where now TCU's resume is tenor, better than Tennessee's. That's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. There is absolutely no rational, like linear thought that, that could end with that result. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's it, – it's, 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 it, it, like, it, it just to me, it's so fundamentally dishonest that it's a problem. And the, the second thing is what you just mentioned at the end, Ryan, the, the, this sort of conversation that anything about that Oregon-Georgia game, which also did not take place in Athens, Georgia – it's not the same when it's played in Atlanta. It is just not. It is not the same as when it's played on campus in an, in a game like that. It's just not. It's not. We've we've covered neutral site games where Tennessee was represented. Most of the fans there. It's still not the same as a game in Neyland Stadium. And to sit there and say with a straight face, and the committee made a little bit of hint to this too, that they both they thought Tennessee and uh, and and Georgia was one sided and they thought that Oregon and Georgia was one-sided and that a one-sided game is a one-sided game. Do, did they not watch the Tennessee-Florida game? Did, did they not watch it? Because we did. We watched that game, and Tennessee in that game, it was if Tennessee had scored in that possession when it had the ball at the 50-yard line with five minutes left to go, and then it still has three timeouts, it still has the potential for an onside kick, that could have very very easily turned into a carbon copy of the Tennessee Florida game and that game Tennessee was fortunate to win because it kind of got bailed out there by the clock at the end a little bit so you can't just, you can't tell me that a 40 whatever to 3 game is even remotely the same thing as that it is that yeah. is a fundamentally terrible illogical stupid argument it's stupid 40, it's stupid yeah, 49 to it, it, it 3 is that, a i hate to use this word it is a stupid thought
3: georgia cleared out its bench the fourth quarter what was different about i mean you can say yes it was a, in a lot of ways a, a beat down i can at least understand making that point i can to say it's this to say no but to say it's the same is just ignoring the facts and, I mean, the, like you and, said, and the
0: reason why that might matter is because oregon gets chances to impress the committee now and tennessee does not yeah. tennessee does I mean, not it, Tennessee cannot I mean, I possibly impress the committee from this point forward yep. unless Georgia loses twice and then Tennessee you, you gets, can, to, gets a chance to play in the SEC championship game. That's the only chance Tennessee gets to yeah. impress anybody from this point. Oregon still gets to impress people. TCU still gets to impress people. And it just, to me, there are so many fundamentally dishonest things about this argument. To The easiest way to do it, who has the four best resumes right now? And if that changes next week, then it changes next week. But we can't play that game now because it, 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 it's it, it, it's not – like I don't know how this is a hard concept for people to understand. Like the well, four best it- resumes right now are the four best resumes right now. And if those other teams go on and win those bigger games, then you go, hmm, okay, maybe now they have to leapfrog. But doing it on the front end and 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 flirting with putting Oregon in front of Tennessee now, it's asinine
3: well the argument has always been what's better a one loss team from uh, from you know the best conference in the country that always wins a national or,
0: championship almost
3: yeah or an undefeated team from a, another power 5 conference that's always been the debate even when it was the BCS now it's the playoffs argument it's it's the same thing that's you know again look look at it at the end of the season but right now i don't get too messed up about this because there's four more weeks of this stuff and as we've seen already, chaos is going to happen. Unexpected losses are going to get thrown in there. I just, I do think the odds are this gets sorted out for Tennessee in the end, but it's at least concerning because now I can see a path where, and I, and I wonder about those teams behind Tennessee too. I wonder if the, yeah, Oregon would, would make me a little uneasy if I'm Tennessee. And I don't even rule out the outside possibility, even though I don't think this happens That a two loss LSU team. Oh no, we we we
0: we have we have to get that in the second segment because we're a little bit overdue for a break. But that that was the third stupid, stupid argument that was already being made.
3: Because if they were to win the SEC championship game now, I could easily see them making a or having a strong case by this ranking for that fourth spot. We'll see.
0: I I I absolutely would not. Like I just don't. I don't. I, I I don't. Well, let's talk about it in the second. segment. Ben, you got anything else before we go? Cause we gotta, we gotta get to a break here and then, then come back and keep discussing this.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I have a couple of things that I would like to say. Um, I, I disagree with the, the logic that there, there's a month left and it, it'll all get sorted out. I, I think that's the, the biggest difference between being ranked number four and, and number five because of Tennessee's remaining schedule. I, I generally understand the, the thinking of, okay, it's only November 8th. There, there's still a lot of football left to be played. There there certainly is, but be, I, I just don't know if that logic uh, applies to Tennessee that simply, I guess, because Tennessee plays a terrible Missouri team, a terrible South Carolina team, and a terrible Vanderbilt team. If if Tennessee was number four tonight, they went out and they're in. They're, they're not going to – if Tennessee's number four – they're not going to move Tennessee for for winning each and every week. Now that they're number five, they have to win each and every week and also get help. So I, I recognize that there's a month left in the season, but I, I now see a path for Tennessee not getting into the playoffs because they don't have an opportunity to make a statement down the stretch while Oregon has two top 25 matchups now uh, in back-to-back weeks, I believe. Uh, And and if they win both of them, then they're going to get an opportunity to beat uh, a top 25 USC team in the Pac-12 championship game. And and because Tennessee is now number five, if if Oregon were to run the table, that Oregon team is absolutely getting in over Tennessee because Tennessee did not have a chance to make a statement win down the stretch. Whereas if they were number four tonight, they're not dropping Tennessee for simply winning their games the rest of the way. So I, I do think it is critical quite frankly that that tennessee was number five even a month out because they don't have the opportunity to necessarily prove themselves down the stretch and, and again it, it just doesn't make sense that tennessee is number five it, it seemed like the the committee and and, and book corrigan were just trying to say that tcu is undefeated tennessee's not and, and again i like tcu i think they're really good i think they're deserving of a playoff spot uh, if, they out, a separate- if they went out if they went out if they went out Well, and and when I say that, I'm speaking of what they've done to this point uh, because we're discussing tonight's rankings. But – and on a separate conversation, I think if anything, this month is going to show just how much we need the college football playoff expansion because I do think LSU deserves to be in the playoffs if they don't fall – Fall out of the the boat the rest of the month. I think Tennessee obviously deserves to be in the playoffs as of today. TCU deserves to be in the playoffs as of today. You're like, Oprah, you're, to you're, you're like Oprah giving everybody cars, today. man. I I'm I'm serious. I well, I'm, I've never been a a, a fan of a 14 playoff when there's 130 Division one football teams. The the math on that does not make sense to me, and I am one that although it may devalue some regular season football games, I actually view it as the glass half full way of seeing what Tennessee Georgia was this past weekend, that was a playoff game. Expanding the playoffs will still have those type of games trying to get into the playoffs. So I think it increases the regular season, uh, in my opinion. And, and again, the more playoff games, the better. So I'm, I've always been all for expansion. I agree. And this year just, just proves that we need expansion. And thankfully it's coming soon. I, I think that's best for college football football so you don't have nights like tonight where the the people who are supposed to be the most knowledgeable in the sport know it inside and out sit there on television and have egg on their face I mean they they look ridiculous with some of the the points that they are trying to make because they just don't make sense and they change from week to week so uh, I I do think it's critical even a month out that Tennessee is number five uh, instead of number four and it simply should not be the case because. I get that TCU is undefeated and Tennessee is not, but all things are not equal. Tennessee's resume, despite having one loss, is still better than TCU's resume and and losing for the first time all season to the, the clear number one team in the country, by far the most dominant complete team in the country on the road. That should not result in you falling from number 1 to number 5.
0: Yeah, um, I, I'll say this before we go to break. Uh, it, it is um, – I think they got embarrassed last week when everyone said, why the hell is TCU number 7? Uh, and then they made an overcorrection this week, and I think it was pretty dumb and pretty spineless. I'm just going to call it what I think it is. So uh, we will see. There's lots more to discuss here, and I didn't – I really, really, really did not mean to cut off Ryan, but I really wanted us to talk about the Tennessee-LSU thing – in the second yeah. segment, because I think it's really, really important and deserves more time than we could have given it in the first segment. So we're going to step away for just a second, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc., And then we'll be right back here on the GoBalls 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad money!
2: Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill.
0: Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ben McKee coming to you from Ben McKee's house. Ryan Callahan coming to you from his home daycare center uh, there across town, the other side of the tracks. And we are talking Tennessee football, football, football. It is a big, big night for Tennessee. Not in a great way. Not in the worst way ever, uh, but not, not a great, great night for Tennessee. The past few days in general... Been kind of an up and down, some good, some some bad loss, but then good news, and now tonight's kind of not great news, but not bad news. It, it's sort of a roller coaster, as Ryan said in the first segment. I it just kind of is what it is, and and we got a lot more to discuss, and we're gonna keep doing that. Before we do that, though, just a quick uh, request from our end, guys: if you could take about a minute out of your day, maybe sixty seconds, seventy five seconds, ninety seconds tops, and go in there and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. We really would appreciate it. If you're just listening on the website, right there at GoVoss247.com, nothing wrong with that. We love you. No wrong way to consume this podcast. However, since we do it for free, I don't think it's too much to ask to go in there and, and Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Amazon, anywhere in the world, you can cast the Fine Pod. You can find this GoVols 24 7 podcast. Do it for free. Happy to do it. It's a labor of love. Very few complaints from our end, but it really helps us if you go in there and rate and review and subscribe and tell your friends tell people you see out and about town tell people you see at church tell people you see playing golf uh, which you might be doing in this unseasonably warm weather uh, that we're having here uh, in November Uh, see tell people that you see out at lunch right tell people just email email a friend you got a friend who's a Tennessee fan your old college roommate or something you you text with him tell them about this podcast go tell somebody you see on the street they're wearing orange you want to go make a new friend Uh, you you see somebody and you're like hey that 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 go over there she's pretty cute she's got a Tennessee shirt on I'm gonna go over there and say, hey, you want to listen to this podcast? We might change your life. Bro, we might change your life. So please, please go do those things. Help us out. Help yourself. If you're doing all those things, thank you. We love you. If not, I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, back to this discussion that I... Unfortunately, rudely had to cut Ryan off on on the first segment, and I really hated to do it because it was a really good point that I wanted us to discuss. Here in this segment, since we had time to do it, I think Ryan was making the argument that what happens if LSU runs the table and then you've got a two-loss LSU, but it's also the SEC champion. Uh, what do you do there? Because obviously Georgia's still in. You, you can't say Georgia's not in. And at that point it becomes, is LSU in or is Tennessee in? And I think this argument is starting to be set up already that LSU would be the team there, and I completely disagree with that uh, because LSU would have one more loss than Tennessee, and Tennessee beat LSU by 27 points in LSU's backyard. To me, it, it would be not unconscionable, but but dumb and bad. Ryan, I think you are you saying you disagree with that because there are people who, oh, who no. do.
3: No, I was just making the point that I think the committee has set this up in a way where that discussion becomes a legitimate possibility that I would never have dreamed before these rankings came out tonight. I'm, I'm a little surprised LSU any higher than eight. Um, I thought they would, I thought they would certainly get some credit for the win over Alabama as they should, uh, and would be the highest ranked two loss team. I like them being ahead of Clemson. Clemson does not have an impressive resume even with one loss and a path to an ACC championship. So I, I respect that Clemson looks like it needs a lot of help to make the playoff, even if they run the table and, and win a conference title. Um, but I, I I don't see the case for a two loss LSU team making the playoff at this point, unless a lot of things pure chaos happens in front of them. Um, but I you know I went back and looked at it. I, I I was digging back through the the past results from the from the playoff. I believe this is right. This is the case. This is the the team I always hear referenced. I think the only team, and this, this might end up being what I would worry about if I'm a Tennessee fan, what what the discussion might circle back to, I believe the only team ever to make the playoff without being its division champion is the 2017 Alabama team that won it all. So, And you could certainly make the case that Alabama team deserved that spot, but you could also make the case that Alabama team was a unique case and that maybe maybe in the end this committee has to think is this Tennessee team as special as that Alabama team looked to where they deserve it despite not being it's a division only champion. Lost, and not
0: a it's only loss was a respectable one on the road to the undefeated defending national champion. Respectable, like I'm like but I'm not, pretty sure I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm pretty sure that that's still a top 4 resume. I'm pretty sure oh, it I,
3: is. I, I, I I'm just saying it's a it, it may end up being what the debate is and that's and that's that's why I think Tennessee fans I think you come out of tonight thinking we really do have to have some things happen we can't just say okay Ohio State or Michigan loses and falls below us and boom we're up to four I definitely don't think it's that simple I think there could be more infuriating infuriating weeks ahead for Tennessee because Oregon is going to get chances to strengthen its resume LSU as I mentioned is going to get chances to strengthen its resume so uh, my message CCU. to Tennessee yeah, TCU. I mean, but they're already ahead of Tennessee, so they're not good. To me, if TCU wins out, I think tonight tells us TCU's in. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. And
0: I think it should be if it wins out. I think it yeah, should be, I, but it hasn't done it yet.
3: I, I agree too. Um, and that, I disagree. See, hmm. I. I, I I'm okay with again. I'm okay with an un- unbeaten team. This is what I want an eight team playoff, not twelve. I think twelve is too many, but that's another debate for another day. Uh, I I'm, want an I'm, eight I'm team playoff because
0: I, I hate agreeing with you, Ryan. I've always said it needs to be eight. I hate agreeing <laughs> with you so much. Five like,
3: conference champions, three wild cards. Boom, done. Yep, um, that's but it. that's simple. Or, or, or sorry, six conference champions. Got I'd have one group of five school guaranteed to get in, and then two wild cards. If but, it, one uh, group,
0: one group of five guaranteed if it has a certain ranking.
3: Yes, it, exactly. So yeah. So that's what I would have loved to see. I think 12 waters it down a little too much and takes away from the regular season, but that's okay. But I I like teams like TCU getting a shot because if you win every game on your schedule, even if you got kind of a crappy schedule, I can live with that. You've at least got an argument to be made, and I don't (laughs) like teams like that getting... Getting the shaft just because they didn't play anybody because that's really the athletic director's call, not the players. You know, so well,
0: it's still though. At the end of the day,
3: you, 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 I know it's still though.
1: It's I know. But that doesn't mean you should get in over a Tennessee team whose only loss was to <laughs> number one Georgia, who is probably going to win yeah. the national championship hey, by a lot, a, a, a landslide yeah. on the road. And, and and you beat LSU, you beat Alabama, you beat Kentucky, you beat Florida, you beat Pittsburgh, all top twenty five teams at the yeah time. yeah. I'm and, not uh, again I'm not like saying. I said earlier. It's nothing against TCU. It's just their resume, even if they win out, is not going to be better than Tennessee's. And w- w- what are we doing with the playoffs if uh, a team is getting over getting in over another team when they don't have the better resume?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, that that's obviously subjective, though, because it just depends on how much you weigh a two-touchdown loss to a team that's number one in the country versus a weaker schedule. You know, which of those outweighs the other? I think a lot of people would agree with you that this, this, the tougher schedule and the loss on the road at Georgia – makes tennessee look like the stronger team but i you know i will say this though the one thing i think we're going to gloss over a little bit i think a lot of people will say and we've already made the point here that tennessee really can't impress the committee the next three weeks i disagree a little bit and and here's why there are common opponents here that tennessee can use to strengthen its case georgia for instance struggled with missouri to me if tennessee goes out takes care of business in dominant fashion the next three weeks I think they could leave the committee with a much tougher time leaving Tennessee out of it in the in the end because you can make the case that Tennessee improved, its defense improved throughout the season. If they, go, if they go the rest of the way and don't give up, say, more than 17 points to any of these last three teams, then you've got a nice little run at the end of the season where Tennessee allowed four or kept four opponents under 20 uh, points in their final five games. That looks like a more well-rounded team than it did early in the year. So I think there are things you can do to strengthen Tennessee's case. It's not as simple as, okay, they expect, they're expect they expected to win, they win by three touchdowns, ho-hum. I think there's some truth to that, but I think Tennessee still could do some things to strengthen its case. So I think they do need to win with style points. They need to be sharp for sure these next three games. But, yeah, I, I do think – I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting debate if this thing plays out the way it could, but I, I, I do think there's still a very good path there for Tennessee. It's just I can also see a path to them getting left out after tonight, and that's not something I would have thought after Saturday night, honestly.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. There's there, there's something about this that just fundamentally does not sit well with me, and and I, I think it's worth it's worth mentioning this though. Most years, most years, by the time those final four teams are set, there's been very few times I think since this thing started where we've sat there and said. Okay, this is totally wrong. Like I know there was the whole thing with with A during the weird year where you were only playing conference games, and as you know, with COVID stuff and half stadiums, and you know that that team had a had a really good resume and it was left out. Um, there was a Penn State team I think that had two losses maybe, and but it didn't won a bunch of games and and it got left out. There have been a couple teams over the years that had a pretty good argument and didn't get in but most of the time the four teams that get in it's a if it's not clear cut it's at least very very supportable so i think that is worth remembering that, that all of this chaos basically a lot of times it ends up being right where it needs to be in a month so i i think and i'm not i don't believe it's a conspiracy to say that sometimes the the committee's rankings during the process are a little bit shaky, but then by yes. the end of it, they get it right. And I don't know, you can you can go on about whether it's a, you know, is that a conspiracy for ratings, yada, 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 uh, blah, blah, blah. College football has to have arguments because it always has arguments, blah, blah, blah. By the end of the day, they usually get it right.
3: And that was my point you know, earlier. I, I, yeah, I, I just, I think it will sort itself out most likely. Now, there are some years where it's definitely – uh, much more of a toss-up for those those four and five spots. But I, I think in general, it, it tends to sort itself out. So no need to panic. No need to game this out in your mind and just assume that Oregon's going to screw Tennessee out of the fourth spot. I don't think it's that simple. I, I think you still got to worry about Michigan uh, or Ohio State if you're a Tennessee the fan. Michigan's, Michigan's
0: resume sucks, man.
3: Yeah, and and I just wonder what happens there if Michigan loses to Ohio State by, say, seven or or three or something like that. What what does the committee do with them? I, I tend to think they would fall below Tennessee, um, but it's just not a given. So uh, you never know with the committee. It's uh, this the reasoning changes from one week to the next, as we discussed earlier. So I, I just think all these things now bear watching. If you're a Tennessee fan, I think there's several things that could impact whether Tennessee gets in. It, it's better to know that now than to be shocked the the final week. But yeah, it doesn't make you feel any better if you're a Tennessee fan knowing that tonight, it could have felt pretty good if you were at number four. Not that it would have been a given they were in if they won out, but you would have felt that it, it would they would kind of have been getting the shaft if they had been left out at that point. And I think the committee knew that. And, again, that's where I go back to the reverse engineering. I think they saw Tennessee's path is easier than everybody else's around them. They don't have a single game where they should really even be tested that much in their final three games. Everyone else around them does. They have a conference championship game or a tough game down the stretch. They're going to have something to, to – improve their case or they're gonna lose. They didn't want Tennessee to be in a situation where they just hover it for the whole time and make it in based off where they decide to put them this week. And or they had to justify dropping them later for no justifiable reason. And that's that would have put them in a tough spot. So I think this was the easy way out. And again, that just I think that's them sort of gaming this out and reverse engineering it the way they need to for the end. And I don't well, like I think that.
1: it's a- I, if they did that, that's that's stupid as all get out to me because that's that's literally the opposite of of what their job is. Yeah. Um I mean that that's just not that your thought is dumb, Ryan. But if they are doing exactly that, then then that is dumb because th- their job is to 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 put the teams with the four best resumes in the in the college football playoffs. And right now, Tennessee has one of the four best resumes in the country. And, and I also had the thought of, man, what where would Tennessee be had Alabama beaten LSU and and Clemson beaten Notre Dame? Tennessee would really be up a creek right now if, if they're willing to drop them all the way to five when Saturday night after the college football day had concluded we, we were feeling better about Tennessee's position because Alabama and Clemson had had lost. And if they had won, Man, how how far would Tennessee have dropped? And I just – there would have been even more anger because, again, losing to the clear best team in the country on the road should not result in you dropping from number one to number five, especially – and the main reason I feel this way is because of Tennessee's resume up until the Georgia game. It's not like Michigan where Tennessee had played absolutely nobody – uh, until the Georgia game lost in in whatever fashion, and then you need to kick them down because they had not played anybody to that point. Tennessee had a great resume going into the Georgia game. They had the best resume in the country going into the football game. Now they, they may still have the best resume in the country. I, I would I would listen to probably Georgia having the best resume in the country because of how they beat Oregon. Uh, And Tennessee; those are two very impressive wins, especially when you look at what the Oregon and Tennessee offense have done outside of the Georgia game, and what Georgia was able to do to to corral those two offenses is is very impressive. So Georgia may may be the one team with the better resume in the country, but after Georgia, there's no team with a better resume than Tennessee. So um, we'll we'll see how it plays out, but I, I think this is. Tennessee should not be – my final thought is that Tennessee should not be in a, a position to where it needs help down the stretch. It just shouldn't because they still have arguably the best resume in the country and to me it's, it's still a top-four team. They didn't lose to to Missouri, South Carolina, or Vandy this past weekend. They, they lost to the team that is going to be the, the favorite to win the national championship by a mile on the road.
0: I, I just – my final thought is I just don't like – Ranking something with it, even half a mind toward the future. Because at that point, you know, you're, you're, it's like you're, you're trying to play God or something. Like we don't know, we don't know what's going to happen. The only thing we can judge based so far is what have teams done to this point. And, and when you start getting into this 3D or 4D or 5D chess about, you know what might happen in the future, so that's why you put this team here because they could then work their way up or work their way down. I, to me, that is just the absolute wrong way to go about it. But it's not my decision to make. I, I just I, I don't like that line of thinking, and I hope that's not what they're doing here. But 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 also the, if Tennessee wins out i think vegas still has tennessee as the third most likely team with the third best odds of being in the playoff and that's the updated rankings so if tennessee wins out it's probably going to be okay but it, it's not going to be maybe. comfortable. it's not going to be comfortable maybe no probably I, I, that's why i said i think i, I, think, I, I think they got them at like a 65 66 percent chance that's a pretty good pretty decent chance
1: they are they are and i do agree with your thought i really do but I don't think people are taking into consideration the opportunities that Oregon has, uh, that, that even a Michigan has with Ohio State. TCU mm-hmm. ha- has an opportunity this weekend
3: because uh, I'm not sure at, Ohio State. Well. I think Michigan falls below Tennessee if they lose to Ohio State. I'm not sure Ohio State it falls wouldn't. below it Tennessee. Absolutely, it would
0: not. It would not. It yeah. wouldn't. It
3: wouldn't.
1: But all these teams have opportunities. Tennessee does not Michigan has an opportunity TCU has opportunities Oregon has opportunities LSU has opportunities and meanwhile because Tennessee has been slotted into that five hole they don't have opportunities and, and all of a sudden they're, they're going to need some serious help because all these other teams have legitimate opportunities to 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 build their resume when Tennessees already pieced together its resume I, I think where this leaves us tonight is I and
3: this is not a bad place to be, but I think if you're a Tennessee fan, you go in thinking there are a few big, obvious developments that could help Tennessee in a significant way. Oregon losing a game, it's not supposed to, or losing any game down the stretch, obviously. Um, you know, USC's got a bigger, uh, bigger hill to climb. So even if they, you know, were the were the one to make a late run, I don't know that they can make up enough ground. They've got a weak defense too. Uh they I, I I would have worried about them a little bit, uh, but they're not high enough yet, in my opinion, to really be a huge threat to Tennessee. So I think you're looking at it, uh, if you're a Tennessee fan, you need a couple things to happen. You probably need Ohio State to beat Michigan, yes, because I think it's a safer bet that Michigan falls below Tennessee than Ohio State falls below Tennessee with a loss in that game. And then you need one other thing to happen, either TCU losing, Oregon losing. It, it maybe georgia losing unexp- i don't think that really makes a huge difference but maybe it would but you, you probably need one of those teams you need tcu or or uh or oregon to to lose to solidify tennessee's spot and if those two things happen i think it's gonna be hard to keep tennessee out now if only one of those things happen if, if only michigan loses to ohio state and then tcu and oregon run the table then after tonight i think you really got to worry and, and that's it's good to know that a month out, but it's a it's an uneasy place to be because lots can happen, but that's not a guarantee, and that's a it's a tough spot to be. And Tennessee's just got to win out and, and take care of its own business, and ideally do it with style points.
0: Yep, that's that's the final thought. Tennessee uh, makes all of this a moot point if it uh, if it loses a game, then it's out. There, there's no question about that, and and so and even if something like Vanderbilt is a really really close game, that's not the the final lasting impression you want to leave on 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 the committee certainly and, and what you got now is mizzou this week and you got to go take care of mizzou because if you don't go out there and play your best you, you don't it's not like it's a guarantee that you just roll away with that one so yeah and, I, and lots i'll tell you what
3: do. just winning out too might be enough you know there might be enough chaos that happens around tennessee that just winning out and having an upset scare and surviving might still be enough but i'll say this too now that we know this path is there, that there's probably a scenario where Tennessee gets left out. I Tennessee can't leave the door open for the committee to leave it out by playing a bad game against Vanderbilt or playing a bad game against South Carolina and being taken to the wire in that game because they will absolutely hold that against Tennessee. So you've got to take care of business and and do it with with uh, with some strength. You've got to you've got to show that you're. One of the bullies of the SEC. And if you can't do that, you open the door to criticism, fair or not. Uh, even though Georgia struggled with Missouri, you know, if Tennessee struggled with Missouri this weekend, it's just going to strengthen their case for leaving Tennessee out if, say, an Oregon runs the table and tries to seal that four spot.
0: I think that's a pretty good place to leave it. Y'all got anything else? I think we, we've 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 hit the points that we need to, especially in a week where we're going to have several more podcasts. But uh, the bottom line is Tennessee's got to take care of business, and that's what it has to focus on now. But tonight, uh, that's what we can sit here and talk about is this, because this is the news, right?
3: I'm just sad we missed out on the anger that would have been if Alabama had been ranked ahead of Tennessee, which you know they would have if they had beaten LSU. Oh,
0: <laughs> they absolutely would have done it. As somebody a so, so Georgia fan tweeted me earlier tonight, uh, that, uh, an undefeated resume is always better than one loss resume, unless that one loss team is Alabama, basically. And, uh, I got to tell you the past two weeks have, uh, sort of proved that again. Well, so, yep. But ben, then again, uh, if there's one program that you're going to give benefit of that out to, it's probably the one that's won more than anybody recently. So I understand it. Ben, you got anything else, bud?
3: I'm good. Appreciate y'all. Awesome. Thanks guys. Thanks, guys. Buckle up, everybody. There's
0: that button. And now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Guys, thank you. Thank you for listening. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Ben McKee is Ben McKee14 on Twitter. You can also go uh, to twitter.com/govals247 and facebook.com/govals247 to get all of the stuff there, or most of the stuff there. We got stuff on there that we update throughout the day, all day, every day. Tons of stuff on there, all good stuff. But if you want that best, most delicious, that sparkling, delicious, crystal clear. East Tennessee, Smoky Mountain, Spring Water, right from the tap. Go directly to GoValls247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball coverage. We cover Tennessee baseball better than anybody out there. We got that for you. We got Lady Vols coverage with award-winning Maria Cornelius, who covers all things Lady Vols for us. You also get administration news. Basically, anytime anything happens over there at the University of Tennessee, we bring it to you at GoVols247.com. We also have two forums that run around the clock, the checkerboard and the summit where you can go and discuss uh, anything you want that is not political or religious in nature 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we will be there to discuss it with you. Just about one of us is up just about all the time, at least. So you can go in there and do that. And you can get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. And that's after a free trial. And that's always. A lot of times we have better deals than that, but at least we have the seven-day free trial, and then you can start paying us. And when you start paying us, again, which is less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month, if you do that, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount+, Plus, which is the streaming arm of CBS, Viacom, Paramount, all of it. Get all of it right there. And it's, I mean, you got stuff... Brand new movies, exclusive movies, exclusive shows. You get stuff from the vaults of uh, Smithsonian, Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, all of it. And obviously everything CBS has ever done commercial free. That's a $100 plus annual value that we'll put in your pocket for nothing. For nothing. So we're giving you several hundred dollars worth of stuff for less than 100 bucks a year. Guys... That is an unbelievable deal. So please, this is a great time. Go take advantage of that now. Uh, If you haven't heard from us uh, from a couple days, there's been a problem. We should be back here uh, in, in a couple days or so. You'll hear from us very, very shortly. Until then, guys, be good to each other. Be decent to each other. Please, there's not nearly enough of that in our world anymore. God, we are so mean to each other. Have some basic human empathy. Allow people their dignity. Try to be kind. Be good to each other. Until then, be good, guys. See you.
1: Where's Wes at? He already put my comments out there, so (laughs) he, he had direct quotes.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.